1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I have nothing but respect for what
2: Mason Crosby did in his NFL career with the Green Bay Packers. Had a wonderful career. Wonderful. Looked like it was over, 38, 39 years old, starting to bounce around the league. Was with the Rams for about five minutes. And obviously the Giants brought him in because they've had uh, some kicking issues this year because of hell. Graham Gunot got hurt a few weeks ago. Skinny Randy Bullock had his issues. And so Mason Crosby being a signing is, uh, there's no issue. I got no problem. Until I received a text message in the Mets text chat, plus Tiki, that Tiki's involved in, that said that Mason Crosby was taking your number. He was going to wear number 21, which, A, is weird as a kicker. Right, Crosby wore number two in Green Bay for many, many years. That jersey number is right now belonging to to Terod Taylor. Uh Should be the backup. And he also wore number three briefly with the Rams. That number belongs to Sterling Shepard, who outside of a drop, you would forget he even exists. (laughs) But for Mason Crosby to pick your number... And then back it up by missing an extra point and by missing a field goal. You missed an extra point, right? My memory is not wrong
0: about that.
3: Missed an f- extra point early. 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 Yeah.
0: Whatever. Did he miss something in Philly, too? Yeah, I think he missed something in Philly, too. <laughs> this loser
3: takes <laughs> your number and then defiles it. So the floor is yours. Rip him a new one. I'm not ripping him anything. Oh, come I'm on. Th- I'm, I'm happy that he's bringing it back up. but Stop. But, I mean... This is the problem when you when you sign veteran, aged veteran, uh, special teams players because I can't help but remember we did this in two thousand and two, and we lost our long snapper, and we bring in trade jacket. Oh, jeez, who <laughs> was the? He's like the man. He was the absolute man. Yeah, he's remembered long, being the man, all right. long snapper. But that's what we were told. My God, like, oh, this is great. If we ever get in that position, it will be fantastic. And then what happens? As a veteran, he's like 38 or 39 years old. I can't remember. He might have been 40, to be honest with you. See if you check that, Sean. I forget how old he was. But he was forty one. 41. 41 mm. long snapping in the NFL. And we were in our minds saying, oh, all he does his long snap. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And we get in San Francisco, and he dribbles it back. And it was just like, are you kidding? The, the game that we blew and still had a chance to to tie, at least at the end, he dribbles it back. And so I'm not mad at him because I know what happens when these veteran special teams players go someplace where they're not – it's not home to them, mm-hmm. right? It's just – I don't know. Like, the urgency to perform is just not the same. It's not it, – you're not automatic like you were when you were in – uh, like uh, Green Bay from from Mason Crosby. And so everybody else is mad at him. I'm just kind of – it's I'm, it's almost funny to me in a, in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that bad joke you that, you, real... that you don't want to laugh at but you do now because I, it's so bad. I
2: apologize. Maybe it was a text from Bad
3: Tiki. You want to say uh, mm. what you wrote in that text chain? Yeah, that was, that was my bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> <Text> <laughs> a, that was Bad Tiki responding. Okay. That it was, was a... only because I was mad that he missed the field goal. It's
4: funny.
2: I am such a hypocrite with this because – retired numbers, because look, the easy answer to this is if your number's retired, they're not handing it out to Mason Crosby. I have always been kind of a snob when it comes to retired numbers. Mm -hmm. So with the Mets, I used to have these arguments on the air. I've kind of given in on it, where I didn't want anybody's number retired. Like when Keith Hernandez's number was retired, I argued about it. Because it wasn't a career Met? That was it, right? Yeah, I had a very high standard. Hall of Fame, career Met. Like my standards were higher. I lost. But here's where I'm a hypocrite. There was a baseball player by the name of Kevin Roberson. And you don't have to remember him. If you do, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Okay? So do not – you can baseball reference it for fun, but he was an outfielder. Okay. And Kevin Roberson made the Mets, let's say, in 95 or 96. You could look that up if you care. And I was like, oh, okay, so we got a fifth outfielder, Kevin Roberson. And when he walked up there on opening day and he wore number 18 for Darryl Strawberry, (laughs) I was bothered, (laughs) even though I didn't want the number retired. So it wasn't like I was. You got to retire this number. It was no, no, no. That's Daryl. So here's my point with you. Yeah, it's not even me screaming Oh, they got to retire your number. Whatever. That's up for debate amongst Giant fans. It just feels weird. It just feels but, dirty. Yeah, but
3: it, it hasn't been an offensive player yet. That's what I. That's why I don't mind it. I mean, he's a kicker. He's trying to get you points for the offense. <laughs> it's, been, it's been all defensive players. Yeah, he Landon was, Collins wore, Landon right?
0: Collins, but also, didn't Kenny Phillips? Kenny, Kenny Phillips did too. By the way. Amazing drop. Now I'm looking this up. Do you know who wore number twenty one for the three years prior to Tiki getting drafted?
3: Twenty one, three years prior. To... Hmm. I don't remember. I should know this, but I don't remember. I had
0: to like relook this who up. Who is it? It's a movie character, Willie Beeman. <laughs> Get out of here. The Giants had a Willie Beeman D back <laughs> who was number twenty one for Three seasons, He's and then a song Tiki after got drafted.
2: Him. <laughs> Did you, did you grab the number from him? No. Did I you say, hey, Willie, I was just, Willie, g- give I was me just... That
3: given the 21. I had, no, I didn't care. But how
2: does that work? Like, did Mason Crosby honor you by wearing that number? I don't know. Somebody in the Mets chat said that. I I I don't think that that's actually true. I think a giant writer tweeted that. Really? (laughs) I think it was one of those guys was like, yeah, Yeah, Mason Crosby honoring Tiki Barber. I think that was a joke. I think it was a joke
3: as well. It had to have been.
2: Why does it have to be a joke? Mason Crosby was playing football like right Right after. Yeah, right Right, after because
5: he's a rookie in
0: 07. Missed you by one year. It was close. Mm -hmm. He's the second guy to wear 21 this year on the team. (laughs) Is it true? Bobby McCain. They caught him right before. they're just right. Like Crosby. Does it bother you
2: that they're treating your number like a cheap whore?
3: No. I was just renting it. Okay. I'm just curious. Just renting it.
0: Yeah, I thought he'd be upset. Are you upset as a super fan, Sean? I was
3: married not? to it for 10 years.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm up, I, Look, he's right. Like there's been. Other, I loved Landon Collins. I'm upset because a guy like that who literally looks like me out of the parking lot wearing a Tiki Barber jersey should not be kicking. Like, uh, just honor the numbers a little better. Could it kick or not wear 21? Uh, it's Mason well, Crosby. Crosby. Had a hell of a career. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> More Aaron Rodgers sabotage. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I had a long,
3: comfortable marriage with my number. You know what happens when you get divorced and you're like 40? Gotta move on. Hey, you just gotta mess around a little bit. Nine I <laughs> understand. <a second. laughs> And 21's been
2: messing around. 21's been uh, naked with everybody over the last few years. (laughs) Toll-free numbers 877-337-6666. The Giants lost a football game two days ago. Terod Taylor was the starting quarterback. Terod Taylor played well, though he made some mistakes. But what bothered me throughout Sunday was... Brian Dayball and the Giants willingly said, We're done with Tommy DeVito. We don't need to look at him anymore. And they closed the book on a guy, and with one week to go in the season, Sunday against the Eagles, barring injury, and certainly no one's rooting for that, we've seen the last of Tommy DeVito in 2023, which means we still don't really know what the hell he is. Let's go to Bobby and Belmore. What's up, Bobby?
4: Yeah, hi. Kiki. What's up, Bobby? Good, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Who did you say was the third quarterback draft? You said Mayo. Uh, Williams- Jaden, Houston, Jaden,
3: Dan, Jaden Daniels, the kid from LSU. Okay, so why
4: can't the Giants draft Nick LaPenta? Then I, they need. Daniels no, no, no. Pettit. I'm talking about in the
3: first round. I'm talking about in the first round. I don't think. I don't think Bo Nix is a first rounder. He's a good, he's a decent college player, but I just I don't know if it's going to translate. Penix is big. He's a lefty, but he's had multiple knee injuries, and I think both knees. Correct.
0: Two torn ACLs. I think they're different knees. Different
3: yeah. knees. So he said both ACLs done. Bad he's not,
0: labor issue. Right.
3: He's not old, but he's not young. Right. Lamar Jackson's 26 years old, going to win a second MVP this That's year. That's crazy. It's insane. That's crazy. Michael Penix is three years younger than him.
2: That doesn't, the, the <laughs> age part wouldn't scare me. What would scare me is the injury it's history. The wear.
3: It's the wear and tear. Yeah. yeah. Wear so, and tear
2: and injury history. Because think about it the main reason the Giants would be moving on from Daniel Jones, even though he's going to be on the roster and may get
3: a chance to play, same thing. is injuries. Injuries.
6: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
3: That's and the real reason. And it's it's unfortunate and it's it's an unfortunate cliche to have to throw out when you when you're evaluating young kids that are coming out of college. But if you're if you were hurt a lot in college, yeah. you tend to get hurt in the NFL. It just it's just the reality of it. I will now, give it's, not, you, it's not set in stone, but that's just kind of the this is kind of the saying about some of these I, players. I will give you a prediction on January 2nd at 3:07 p.m. All right? You could save the tape because I have a feeling I'm going
2: to be right about this one. Go ahead. I don't know where you're going to draft we'll find that obviously on Sunday. I'm reading the tea leaves right now about the tea leaves of Joe Shane and mm-hmm. the words he used a few weeks ago and the tea leaves of your handling of Tommy DeVito. And my tea leaves tell me the New York Giants are going to trade up. Hmm. They also executed a trade right before the deadline to acquire an extra second-round pick, which is pretty freaking valuable. Right. If I had to guess right now, because I understand what you're saying, what you're saying to the Giant fan is, hey, as of right now, I think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks right out the gate, and so I don't think you're selecting someone at quarterback at five, if that's where the Giants are, because I think the three best guys are going to be gone, and some of the guys you're thinking about, I can go get in the second round. I think there's a real chance... Eli style,
3: hmm. maybe we see so, the Giants trade up. It, the only thing that complicates it is that the teams above them need quarterbacks. We don't know that. Well, it's Chicago Bears making things. It depends on, it de- it depends on you though. feel on Justin
0: Fields and Kyler Murray, and well, they they're four. They're going to be out of it. I think Kyler Murray stays. I think he stays. Well, that's what I said. They'll technically they're going to be ahead of the Giants right now. You know, well, they are,
3: but they're four right now, and so it's right now. It's the Bears, vis-a-vis the. Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers, Washington, New England, Arizona, Washington, New England, Arizona and then the Giants. Washington's definitely taking a quarterback cuz Sam Howell Agree with you. was I mean he, it, it's Chicago is the question. The Patriots 100% are taking a quarterback right. cuz Zappy and Mac Jones are terrible. So, it's what it's what Chicago does. So, if Chicago believes that Justin Fields might be figuring it out, and by the way, I'm more on that side of it that he's more going to figure it out as opposed to be a bust. The Giants could trade up to get the number one overall pick, but that's a lot. And Chicago would be getting a lot and you'd be making them better immediately. It's on the table though. It definitely is, but I just don't know if it's worth it. I I got to really think about it. I will
2: give you my two tea leaves. I just don't want to say I'm reading the tea leaves. I'll tell you exactly what I saw and think and why it comes to that conclusion. I think Joe Shane is playing poker. So I think when Joe Shane met the media a few weeks ago and said Daniel Jones is our starting quarterback, it caused some alarm bells amongst Giant fans. But the truth is, what's he going to say?
3: Right. Because he's under contract. He's your starting quarterback.
2: It doesn't mean they're not going to draft someone in the, quote, right situation. Well, the right situation may be, hey, who knew we had a chance to trade up to number one? Who knew we had a chance to jump up to number three? Those scenarios exist. That's number one. And the second tea leave is they clearly don't believe in Tommy DeVito. The idea that Sean had a few weeks ago and other giant fans had of we found our guy. Mm-hmm. He's our guy. Baby Jesus. Or whatever you called him. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. Like it is gone. He's not competing for the job. They're not thinking about him for the job. Poor guy may not even be on the roster next year. So the DeVito thing is dead. So they're adding a the quarterback. It's
3: and just a matter of what,
2: what kind. It, it right? depends on Free what kind agent. and how
3: aggressive
2: they are. And if I had to guess right now, this is going to be the defining move of the Joe Shane era. Ask Joe Douglas. Yeah. You can do a million other good things. If you F up the quarterback spot, that's what you will be remembered for. True.
3: So I believe that this so is the move. Unless... The only, way, the only reason I can see Joe Shane not doing what you're saying is that he doesn't love. I mean, like... In love with any of these three guys? Oh, he's gotta love a guy. You gotta like really love him.
0: To but do he's that. seen them all. I'm hoping he loves a guy. And look, maybe benching Devito is to make sure the fans don't undercut the rookie that they trade up and take.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That sounds yeah. familiar too. That Mike sounds White. very familiar to the Mike White stuff. Yeah, mm. that was Beningo's theory. Yeah, bro, they know this guy's good. It's gonna undercut Zach Wilson. Like that's what he thought. Mm. There may be something to that. There may be something to that. Let's go to Paul and Flushing. Hey, Paul.
4: Hi, Art. I'm saying, Tiki, you're a legend. Thank and you. I want to. You. I, wanted, I wanted to talk about uh, Cutlets, uh, but first of all, um, I think what I think about the Shane. What I think, I think he fell in love with either Drake May or uh, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. And uh, he's. He's. Gonna, I think he wants to trade up for one of those Bears picks because I think the Bears are sick. Of not having a quarterback, and I think they're going to just grab Caleb Williams with the number one overall. But I really want to talk about Cutlets um, because this didn't get mentioned at all. Go ahead. That, that 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 Tommy Cutlet's magic, um, you know, that we're all speaking of. Yeah. Because it, it, in the beginning, I was very excited about it too. Actually, no, in the beginning, I agreed with Tiki. I thought, you know, I want to see something that that magic that was that that was nine turnovers by the defense over a three game span. Right. Um, Defense was know, out of control there. I, I think games. there would have been ball outs if Tyrod was starting those games. You understand? Because yeah. we, uh, great field position. You know, I think what Tiki said in the beginning turned out to be completely true. And they, I just trust Brian Dable. I think, you know, as a quarterback evaluator and, you know, uh, developer, I just don't think he sees it with Tommy. You
2: know, I, I trust nice Paul. Paul, I right.
3: trust Brian Dayball too, and it's weird. Well, Paul brings up an interesting point, but keep going. I, it, even though this season,
2: a five-win season or a six-win season, no matter how you cut it, is a massive disappointment. Okay, that's where it ends up, mm-hmm. and I would have told you that in August and September, which I may have done. <laughs> you would have not been happy with a season like this. Yet, I think the way the season is closed. You look at Brian Dayball and say, all right, it was a bad year, but but I believe
3: in him. He stabilized it enough that you still believe that the culture is right.
2: Because I think there was a moment in time, Sean and I had a fight about it a few weeks ago, where you were convinced it was going to get worse, Mm -hmm. where they were not going to win another game. That hasn't been the case. They have fought tooth and nail. And so I think that you can look at a five and six win season and certainly not say it's a good year, but say, I believe in the head coach. So I agree with you. I believe in the head coach. But I also believe that sometimes guys who are really, really smart make decisions before they should. (laughs) And that's my problem here. I think they've made a final decision on Cutlets as our last caller first him as. And I haven't. I'm just calling him Tommy DeVito. Because I'm not viewing him as a guy from Jersey or a kid who's Italian or a kid who's doing commercials or whatever the hell he's doing. I'm just viewing him as an undrafted player who went 3-3 and in the six games he played and threw eight touchdown passes. That's how I view him. I don't think that even a guy I trust saw enough to make that final decision. No. And that's my issue. Yeah,
3: and look, I understand that, but you also have to decide what you want to be. Do you want to try to be great? And by the way, Joe Shane and Brian Dable come from a situation up in Buffalo where they were trending towards great, right? They were... They were on the path to winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And obviously they broke it up because he became the head coach. Joe Shane became the coordinator. And Buffalo just kind of faltered a little bit up there at the top. But they were on a path towards greatness. And so the question is, do you want to try to be great? And the only way to be great is to have great players. You're not going to be great if you have average players. and Or you're going to just try to, you know, be a little bit above average. And I think this is what we don't know. The intern- This is what Paul was talking about. This is why I was saying he had a good point. We don't know what the internal evaluation is of Tommy DeVito. I have no idea. I can tell you what I look at and see on tape, but I have no idea what he's being asked to do, what he's doing well, what he's not doing well. But I tell you, it changes franchises. Because look at what happened with the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson won some games, man. Russell Wilson did some Russell Wilson magic type stuff. It was ugly and it was sucked. But Peyton, or Sean Payton hated him. Hated him. Why? Because he could only run 9 or 10 plays as opposed to 40 what do want? What he want to? So from the outside, we look at Russell Wilson and say, yeah, man, he's finding ways to win games. Wow. Look at that. He made a play. That's Russell Wilson. I remember. But internally, Sean Payton saying, dude, this is just this is so average. It's frustrating. Right. I need you to be able to do 30 other things and you just can't. Guess what? You're not going to be my quarterback and we're moving on from you. So that internal evaluation, we don't have an idea about. I think that's what Paul was talking about. And he's right. And that's why Tommy DeVito's not playing. But you did the, the day, That's why it's not happening t- the way that I think the, I don't know the the fun, spark Tommy DeVito world wants it to happen. But you didn't have to make a final decision now. Like of course even you if don't. you don't, of course You, you, you don't. did by not playing him. That's the difference. You already made your final decision. You still want to win. You still want to win games. You want to try to win as many games as possible. Right, Russell, Russell Wilson. They, I mean, that scenario it, is completely different. It's, 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 it, it is, but it isn't. The, it was the, also the a contract that's same. built in
2: a way in which they benefited from not risking him getting right, hurt. Right, but it's, and it, they've
3: already decided he's not the guy. Let's move on from yeah, him. But that, but, but the this the reason they decided they want to move on is because he can't run their offense. And by the way, it's just no different than what Nate experienced last year But don't you think, Russell Tiki, Wilson. there's
2: a really good chance, real quick about this, because this was my theory when I saw that surprise announcement, if you will, a few days ago, that when Sean Payton took
3: that job, yeah. he knew. Of course. Of course. He knew. Of course. He's like, I'll take the job, I'll play
2: him right. for a year, I know the way the contract looks, right. and then we'll move the hell on, we'll take the th- cap it over two years, and then we'll start over with my plan. So this isn't a surprise. Yeah,
3: he basically said, if I don't like him, we're moving on from him. I don't care how much it hits the cap. Yes. And then that's ultimately what's happening.
2: Yeah, and so, that's surprisingly they went on sort of like a mini playoff run. Yeah, which is crazy. Right. Let's go to Justin and Dobbs Ferry. Hey, Justin.
4: Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? Oh, uh, it was a perfect ending for the Giant game. You know, play a hard fought <laughs> game. You know, not get blown out. And you know that that field goal. You know, as much as they want to win, what's uh, you know drop? Another win is dropping down
5: to seventh, eighth, ninth. Right.
4: You know, the loss is at this point is where we need to be and get. Like I said, top five. I don't think we can get up to and pass and you know maybe draft the uh you know O Wyman out of either Notre Dame or the Penn State guy and then maybe get uh you know the Washington quarterback in the you know second round or try to move up for him. I think that's a, a way she, she, you know, they might go this, this next year.
3: Yeah, I mean honestly that's what I feel Justin is the is the prudent way to go about it. You gotta still build core. And but Evan brought up something I mean this just weeks ago. But it's now coming back to, to Ruth. Really? what I bring up? The 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 turmoil in the quarterback like shifting world. Yeah, it's like every year, every year there's something like think about Cleveland. Cleveland is what in Cleveland what Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be for the Jets, right? He's going to lift the franchise out of whatever doldrum they're 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 in. And and Joe Flacco has been unbelievable.
2: It was supposed to be Deshaun right. Watson. Right. Let's give him an unprecedented right. contract. Right. He's going to save us. But, but, despite the off-the-field stuff, he gets hurt. Let's go to our fourth quarterback.
3: Here we go. Right. So my point is, yeah. can Joe Flacco play football still? The answer clearly is yes. On the right team, he can. Right. The answer is yes. Is he going back to Cleveland? The answer is no. Because why would he go and be a backup when he knows he can still play? Mm. And, Des- and they can't not have Deshaun Watson, who's... Uh, Whatever that contract is, is fully guaranteed. What if they win
1: the Super Bowl? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Seriously.
3: And so. Joe Flacco is not going to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns next year, but he still knows he can play, and yeah. we've all seen it. Yeah, so he's available. Right? Yeah, don't don't right? I'll, I'll start with me about that. I'm not that. talking about for the for the Jets. I'm just, oh, talking just about in general. Just yeah. in general. Yeah. Right. The quarterback like there's going to be guys that are they're Russell Wilson is going to be available. The
2: quarterback upheaval every single year it really is remarkable. It's bizarre. It's insane, but it's awesome. Evan and Tiki on the fan. I have to admit something very. Embarrassing happened on Saturday night. I was driving back from Florida. I was doing a lot of nighttime driving, and I was listening to the football game between the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And I was glued to it, old-fashioned, like listening to a game. Three hours on the radio was great. And when the Detroit Lions converted on the two-point conversion where Taylor Decker Uh made the catch in the end zone to convert on the two-point conversion, I was excited by the result. And I quickly shut the radio off. <laughs> and I quickly turned to something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard. And I heard lots of stories about Survivor Series 1988. And I had no idea what actually happened.
0: That'll help your family sleep. Oh, yeah. I know, right? They were already sleeping. Trust me, it was all gone.
2: So I get home in the wee hours the next morning. And when I casually check my phone to see the score, I say, what? <laughs> I, this can't be real. So I go back on the NFL Plus app, mm-hmm. and I did re-watch the final few minutes of this game. And I'm sitting here three, four days later, and I still think something fishy's going on. Something real fishy's going on. Now, before we break this down, and you could tell me, Evan, you're right or Evan, you're wrong, this is not the version I was listening to, but I do think we should share it. This is the Detroit Lion radio call. Oh, God,
3: this has got to be so biased.
2: Of is, the two-point conversion succeeding, but then, of course, we find out it really didn't succeed because it was a Brown
3: also. Is Lomas Brown on this call? I don't Because I know he does radio. Maybe he doesn't anymore, but I, lo- I love Lomas. I'll, I'll, I'll know when I hear it. Take but. a listen. Here we go. Goff takes turns, fakes the give to Montgomery,
2: sets the pocket, throws, heads wide open. It is- Taylor Decker, two points. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson. Oh baby, Jared Goff to Taylor Decker. The Lions have the lead. What a play! What a playbook! Now we
0: don't get the end about what the hell happens after they see the flag. Have <laughs> you, unfortunately, have you ever heard a radio play-by-play call where an offensive coordinator is getting the matto matto matto?
2: I thought that was a great call. Unfortunately, we didn't get to hear the end of, hey, there's a flag on the field. But this was a part of why everything felt so dirty. Mm -hmm. And I can't be the only one. I think most of us thought this way. Obviously, for me, it was Sunday morning. For a lot of other people, it was live Saturday night. The issue wasn't necessarily, hey, Taylor Decker didn't inform that he was eligible to the official, which has become the big controversy, which jumped out at me in the moment after seeing it for the first time, was the timeliness of it. Yes. Was the fact that here's this conversion, the Lions are going to win, more importantly, the Cowboys are going to lose, and it was almost like Roger Goodell or Vince McMahon was screaming at Earl Hebner, no, no, false finish, Earl, false finish, Earl, (laughs) and Goodell screaming at Brad Allen, Brad Allen, false finish, Brad, we can't do this.
3: What does false finish mean? You got to explain that.
2: Like, it's a finish, but it's not. It's a false finish.
3: Right. We got to keep going.
2: Right, which is exactly he, what he this didn't was. Get, he
3: didn't get the third strike to the pad down. Right. right. He's not pinned yet. Like,
2: the, the hand did not come down. Andre didn't beat Hulk Hogan, or whatever example you want to come up with. And so, this felt like this was straight out of pro wrestling. And here's what made it worse. And I'm just giving you reality. Yeah. Like, you could sit here all day, and we're going to get to it. Because I'm really intrigued by this. Like, what the mechanisms of this are? Mechanisms. Mechanisms, whatever. No, you're right. Mechanisms of it. And everything that went down? Close enough. But here's the other problem. Who the teams were. Mm. That's the other problem. Yeah. If you had a false finish in a game between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, we would rip the officials. Yeah. But it wouldn't be this. This is the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, the league's team. If it was up to the league, not that the league's going to care that much because they'll get a huge rating anyway, they'd love to see the Dallas Cowboys go on a deep run. The Detroit Lions, they're like, and I'm the only person allowed to say this at this radio station, they're the red-headed stepchild <laughs> of the NFL. No one else say that. And so what made it worse was, yes, the timing of the flag, which occurred five minutes later, and then B. It's the Cowboys against the Lions. Right. It felt like Vince McMahon was pulling a dirty, kind of sloppy Survivor Series right. 97. If this, if this, Look that if, up. If, if
3: this is any other team other than the Cowboys, it feels like, eh, well, they just screwed up again. Right. Not this was conspiracy to screw Dude, up.
2: Dude, it feels like I, a conspiracy.
3: So I don't know how I feel about this. Because in, in one way, when when I heard about because I was calling a game. But obviously this became news in other games as well. So it well, be- you weren't calling a game Saturday. I mean, uh, the next day when right. it, when it became a, like we started detailing it, we were talking about it. Um, in fact, Andrew Catalan brought up something. I forgot what he said, but he said something in our broadcast about getting the like the substitution, right.
2: Well, you know, every and time said,
3: and I said, "Don't go there, Andrew."
2: <laughs> every time, like a tackle was announced as eligible in yeah. every game in the NFL, it perked up everybody's ears, right. and I'm sure every announcer made a reference to
3: it. Yeah, so that's how it came up. A- Andrew was like, "Ah, oh, somebody's reporting an eligible." I'm like, Andrew, don't go there. <laughs> right? so, but, but my point is, like, it became a story that we were talking about the next day, and you know, when I first looked at it, I said, "He just messed up." Brad Allen the referee, he just he just messed up. He right. got the he got the number wrong. And but then I go back and I hear all the things that Dan Campbell is saying. So Dan Campbell is saying, "We told the referee that we were going to do this." Prior to the game, prior to the game. Yeah. He said, "Look, if we get into whatever circumstance, we're going to send out three guys. One of them's going to report. We're trying to confuse the Dallas Cowboys. Just be aware of it." And so, right. So he should have been prepared. And so in the moment it's, he rushed it, right? There were two guys out there, Taylor Decker being one of them, and then um, Dan Skipper, who was number 70, runs onto the is, is running onto the field. He's not at the referee yet. He's not even close to him. He's probably 10 yards away from the referee. Allen points at him, points at the guy running onto the field. He's not there. He hasn't checked in, hasn't motioned at his jersey, hasn't done anything. He points at him and then leaves the scrum, goes to the middle of the field, and says number 70 is reporting as eligible. So, in some ways it almost felt like he intentionally screwed it up. So that's where the conspiracy intentionally did. screwed it up or oh the referee intentionally screwed it up. The referee intentionally screwed it up because number 70, who he announces eligible, Dan Skipper never got to him, mm. right? He never got right up to him and said, "I'm eligible." Right? You rub the front of your jersey and you say, "I'm eligible." He never actually did that. But Allen, the referee, pointed at him as he's running on the field and then left. And then left the scrum. Did it real quickly like, all right, number seven, is reporting as eligible. Everybody just kind of goes back to the sideline, uh, goes back to the huddle. What the, the what Dan Campbell should have done, but this would have given away the play, mm-hmm. was say, no, 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 that's wrong. Right, but to your point, you can't do that. You can't do it because it gives away the play. So right. I mean, just The only thing Dan at that point could do, because I've heard people say, well, Dan should have stopped it and got it corrected. The only thing he could do was hope that it didn't get called, right? Right. Just hope that they. Well, but screw also, it up. to
2: Dan's credit,
3: he went to the officials before the game. Yes. Now you tell me, is that normal? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you when you when you're going to do something that's not normal, like Bill Belichick. Remember, remember, uh, what was that? Like four years ago or five years ago, when he had the linemen split way out, mm-hmm. right, and like the tackle was all the way out near the numbers but he was actually the in-man on the line of scrimmage, and he he wasn't eligible, but they guarded him anyways. It just created a, a mismatch, and they subsequently outlawed it. He went and told the officials he was going to do that because they're not used to seeing it. Right. And so Dan talking to an official saying, hey, we might do this if it comes up, just be aware, that happens all the time. It happens in the middle of, ga- of the game. Well, it's
2: why this should not be screwed up. This right. should not have been effed up.
3: And sometimes when there's a
2: call like this, I think to myself, what if it wasn't called? Mm-hmm. What if no flag is ever thrown and the Lions dramatically won this game? Would there be a controversy that night or the next day? And in this case, the answer is clearly no. 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 I don't care how much of a whiny Dallas Cowboy fan you are. You may have been complaining about the tripping call right. from a few minutes earlier. Yeah. And that's fine. There are bad calls in the NFL all the time. And that's why one thing I don't like, and I saw, what's his name, uh, Pro uh, Mike Florio do Florio. this, is say, well there was a missed call three minutes earlier. Dude, you could do that with any game in the NFL or any game in the NBA or any game in baseball. Well, don't complain about this missed call because what about that missed call? Don't give me whataboutism. The game was on the line. There was a call. There was a play. It was incredibly dramatic. And after what felt like five minutes,
3: the league and the officials decided, oh, wait, that doesn't count. Do it again. Right. So the problem with this is that it, feels like the referees are putting points or taking points off the board. And if that's the case, it feels like there's some sort of malfeasance going on. But here's the other problem. And
2: obviously, I figured it out the next day because I thought the Lions won. Once I go back and I'm watching it, the thing that also bothered me was Dan Campbell. who I I, I like Dan Campbell. We all like Dan Campbell. But let's not forget that Dane Campbell screwed up in a monstrous way that deserves more attention, even on Tuesday afternoon. When they call the penalty, can you kick the freaking extra point? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? He just wants to win. I got a penalty on it to get him back down. I know, right? Look, I... I get it. He didn't get it back down. It was half the distance of the goal line. Instead of being on the two, it was on the four. So he didn't get it back down. All right, close enough. No, no, no. It's not close enough. It's different. I could justify going from the four. From the seven, I can't. Here's why I can't justify it in all seriousness. If I'm living in the moment and I just had the most egregious BS call made on me, you know what I'm saying to myself? I'm not screwing around now. What? I'm kicking the extra point. I'm going to overtime, and I'm taking my chances. If yeah, not, lo- I'm going to try to run it again. But,
3: but Dan Campbell is now locked in. They're the two seed, right? Because uh, forty no, they're won, locked in on the, uh, the three, three seed. Three. Three. San Francisco's one, Dallas Caval- or Philly would two. be two. Oh, that's right. So whatever, they're they're one of the top three. They're hosting a playoff game. Yes, because they won the division. Yes, it, it, the likelihood of them getting the one seed got, it was smaller going into that game. So to me, the last thing he wanted to do, nobody's going to play this week for the, for the for the Lions, I would suspect. The last thing you want to do is go into overtime against the Cowboys and potentially risk an injury. Oh, in come on. 10-9. No, no,
0: no. But Tiki, come forget him on. one thing. I'm just saying, that's, that's, but, I think that was his thinking. No, but if you beat Dallas, they could have been the two. And then in divisional round, if the Niners got picked off, that quite literally could cost the Lions, I know you don't expect the Niners to get picked right. off, a chance to go play an NFC championship game at home. Yeah, you cannot tell me that they're going for two because they don't want to play overtime. That was Dan Campbell getting a little too fat for himself. And in the divisional round, now to the three, don't you want the game at home and not in Dallas where Look, Dallas it, wins? It was
2: incredibly important for them to win that game from a seeding standpoint. Now it's not the end of the world. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to host a playoff game. No, they should seven.
3: win their first playoff game in 30 the, years. The, Good the two, for them. The two of seven. Two, seven, but three, I'm talking six. about in the divisional round. Oh,
2: the
0: Once you round. win the wild card, now the game, if it's the Lions in Dallas that advance, that game is back in Dallas as a result of that decision. Yeah, because they received. Right, so it was important. To so, own. look, I'm
2: pissed off at the officials. And how about the fact that this crew, this Brad Allen crew, just got the Steeler hmm. game? So it's not like they're burying them with Jets Patriots, which this would be the one time where I'd say, you know what? For the sake of the NFL, give us the crappy refs. <laughs> I'll take the crappy refs. And instead, Brad Allen. You know who Brad Allen looks like? Who? This is going to be deemed like I'm making fun of him. But maybe I'm not making fun of him. He looks like the cover of Mad Magazine. Remember Mad Magazine? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he, he looks really? like him? What? Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. What's the no, name no. of the <laughs> uh. Can you put uh, the pictures together and see if I'm right? Brad Allen. The official who screwed up the Lion Cowboy game. What is his name? And then I the, his name. The kid on the cover yeah, of Alfred Ma- Newman. Alfred Newman. Alfred Newman, yeah. Brad Allen looks just like Alfred Newman. <laughs> you tell
0: me I'm right. He really does it. Yes, he does. You don't see it?
3: I'm going to find out. Is oh,
0: it? you don't even look. It's yeah, the yeah, sucked in chin. You're oh, right. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's the sucked I in chin. I can see it. Thank you,
2: Sean. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel better. But, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> You know, we've talked about this before, and we'll get your calls in a second on this, 877-337-6666. The NFL is dancing with the devil. They are dancing a very dangerous dance, and right now they get major ratings. They destroyed the NBA on Christmas. 40 million people are basically watching every game. Like, I get it, and it's great. The NFL is king. And sometimes when you're king Tiki, you think nothing can take you down. Yeah, nothing can stop you. I am telling you right now, the one thing that can damage this league is losing the trust of the people. And there's no way I was the only person on Saturday night not just pissed off about a bad call because everybody was, but literally wondering,
3: can I trust this league? Yeah, no. I mean, it felt like a call, if you, especially if you didn't dig into it. You didn't. You don't. You don't listen to the downstream explanations and all the thing. All the Excuses and reasons that things happen. If you don't do that, which by the way, most people don't have time to do that. No, I know, right? They have real jobs and they're grinding at, the, at work or kids or whatever the hell else they have going on. They're not worried about, you know, what happened on a Sunday afternoon or in this case, a Saturday afternoon, and whether or not it was real or not. But if you start not believing it that it's being manipulated, that was one of the re- that was one of the five that was yep. in my cinco to Five O. One yes. of the things that made me want to say. Football's changing. And I won't watch it anymore. Cinco de Tico. Brandon. Brandon. Right. Yeah, I think that I game. Even, I don't even have, a, like, a voice of God yet. So. Well, I think you need to
2: work on that. Yeah, Lugie, <laughs> <Loogie>, you were <laughs> Sean? Someone get that done for him, all right? Cinco de Tico. You may bring it back in the next couple of days. You never know. You never know. I may need a Cinco de Tico on the best options to handle Cody Rose now that The Rock's taking his WrestleMania main event slot. <laughs>
6: That, that should be a good one. And so speaking, I did
1: not know that that's
6: happening yet. Speaking of wrestling, Evan, I hate to push back on you. This your, your wrestling analogy before was inaccurate. What do you mean? It's what? not a false finish. It's a dusty finish. What they did there, Tiki, look it up, you could break the tie. Oh, it was right. a dusty right. finish, right. which for those in the audience that don't know, it's when you think somebody has won, and then a couple seconds later, on a technicality, uh, your baby uh, face yeah. did not win the championship. Yeah, so, it was uh, a dusty
2: yeah. finish, I, not a false finish. I appreciate that. He's right. Like One that jumped out at me was Jericho Triple H. That's a good one. Remember that one? Yes, I do. Jericho I won the WWF. Yeah. Monday night Raw on monday night rose mm-hmm. wwf at the time yep. i want to be historically accurate and how
6: did he not win it i don't remember that part and speaking of cody dusty finish of course is his father dusty Rhodes. he used to book a lot of those finishes that's where the name came from yeah and yeah. those dusty finishes they're effed up man i didn't even like that in pro wrestling because I, I think it's kind of screwed up and triple h never gave up the belt that's why he didn't do it there because he's yeah.
0: horrible and- so you don't like a dusty finish
6: I don't like a dusty finish. Are you trying to make a joke? There was like some kind of sexual innuendo. Know, you know, like I a dusty finish? I didn't get it. Yeah, Is this an it, urban it. dictionary thing we should be looking up to? <laughs> yeah. Because <did>. yeah, Shawnee's <laughs> laughing at it like a cat that ate the canary. <laughs> I think he's just pushing for it, even though it
2: doesn't
3: exist. All right. Let's go to Lee in Levitown. What's up, Lee? Lee. What's up, Lee? Hey, how are you guys? What's up, man? You know, um,
4: as when, when 70's walking on the field, the, 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 the Detroit Tigers uh, Lions had run that play two or three times over the over the years.
3: Right. So if if sixty running onto the field, they know it's, they're going to run it to sixty eight. So it's um, so the ref didn't stick with it, and um, he
4: you know he looked at seventy because he's been in before.
3: Right. He had but, he had reported eligible already in the game, so he just right. made the assumption that he was reporting it as eligible again.
5: Right. So. There's got to be a better way to do that because maybe you tell the side judge or because if, if you announce the guy 68 is going to be in the game
4: and the Cowboys do their scouting like they do, they'll know that he's going to run that that gonna, possibility of running that play.
3: Yeah, I think – I mean, look, the way – if you're trying to confuse – because they were trying to confuse the Cowboys. They didn't – and there's there's a reason that number 68 – I'm forgetting his name now. I'm my head. Uh, there was a reason that he was – Taylor Decker. Decker. The reason Decker was not marked is because the Cowboys thought he was a tackle. Right. He can't release. He's not going downfield to catch a pass. And so that – but if you really want to confuse them, you just put all those guys in as eligible, right? Now you're going to need three extra linemen, but it is what it is, right? Some teams do that. The New Orleans Saints, in fact, they do that. They have packages where there's four offensive linemen checked in as eligible Mm. or actually one – one defensive lineman, but four, like, big dudes, big number guys, check in as eligible so that they can do stuff like that. So, I mean, if you want to confuse somebody, do that. Just put more out there, and you have no
2: idea who's who. I can see by the smirks on Sean's face, he, Urban Dictionary, dusty finish. Yes.
0: Uh, It it is something. (laughs) That's all you need to tell us. It's something.
2: I'll look it up myself. we got kids listening. I don't want you describing it, nor do I trust you to describe it. Because you'd probably literally describe it, and I wouldn't want you to do that. <laughs> I'd want you to, you know, not describe it. Let, I'll say this. We've all faked it. Okay. Let's go to Steve <laughs> in Colonia. How are you, Steve?
5: Hey, a funny. I called earlier when you guys were doing the, the bit before, like a half hour ago. They said, call back a little later because that's what we're going to talk about. Oh. I was sitting with my wife watching that game. I'm a Jet fan since shape season ticket holders not no bet in that race no horse i didn't care about but i was watching that game and i said this sounds this looks like wrestling before that call before <laughs> that call like now i don't want to be a conspiracy theory i'm not nuts believe me right but i said to my wife something's wrong did you see that they talk about the tight end how good he is he pulls around and he throws a little elbow he doesn't try to make a block and a guy every play that i saw there for that whole game, I told my wife before before that last call. I'm talking about nothing to do with the the final of the game. I watched that game and said, on both sides, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with this game that I'm watching wrestling. I told my wife, it's funny that it could be a coincidence in the world, and you know, little stars line up. But I was sitting in my hot tub and I said, this guy's going to say the same thing that I thought that. I thought the you. whole freaking game on that, Hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. So your Saturday night was in a hot tub with your wife watching Cowboys Lions? No, no, no. Today, today. were oh,
3: today. To... Oh, dude. Yeah. We didn't right, it forget it hanging out in the hot tub. Yeah,
2: seriously. I didn't care about that. I thought about you and your wife just watching Cowboys <laughs> Lions on a Saturday night in the hot tub. I'm thinking that'd be cool. I'm going to try to convince my wife to do that for the playoffs. Just sit there on a Saturday night watching Peacock. <laughs> what? Heck of a streaming service.
0: Um, <laughs> I, aren't you only allowed in for like 10 15 minutes max, though so it's a three hour game.
2: Yeah, those that's what they tell you. Because if you're in a hot tub for more than
0: 15 minutes, it can be dangerous. Right, but I hear that's just for kids, right? Yeah. Because they still have to have kids. Oh, I I give myself 10 15 max and I'm out. Like my hot tub I have at home.
2: Okay. And I don't know if every hot tub does the same thing. When you hit it, like the bubbles, the jets, yeah. the jets. It goes off automatically after 15 minutes. Yeah, that's your warning sign. Go out.
0: You can come back in after 5.
2: Like, look, they're not going to send you to jail by saying, screw it, I'm staying in the hot tub. Sometimes I have. But they will automatically have those jets shut off as a safety feature, almost to say, hey, a little reminder, get the hell out of the hot tub. You're going to do damage. You're boiling yourself like pasta. Stop it. (laughs) Hugh Hefner would have died at 30 if that was (laughs) accurate. I bet you Hugh got out after 10 minutes. No shot. I'm sure he he did. I mean, how how long do you think he was actually sitting in that thing? For hours. There's a million playmates.
0: Exactly. No way. It hours. wasn't a true hot tub. It was less than temperature. Oh, yeah, that, see, that's a good point. Maybe it's a crock pot version of a hot tub. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've pushed myself. My hot tub's at
3: 102. That's my number. Wow, 102's steaming, though. Oh, is it? Maybe yeah. that's why I got to get out <laughs> after 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Because <laughs> after 15 minutes, I want to get out.
3: I feel lightheaded. I'm like, all right,
2: I'm done. Yeah. So 102's too high. What should it be? 99? Yeah, I'd do mine about
3: 99. It's not a hot tub, then. Well, it's just I a mean, really, really, really warm well, actually, pool. It's, it's just over... Body temp. Yeah, so it's not a hot tub. Yeah, so it cools, it warms you. But I only do mine in the summer. Oh, so you don't know what you're doing. right? So I don't, but mine's not open. Mine's connected to my pool. Oh, I only do my hot tub in the winter and the fall. Yeah, because it's, it's standalone. Yeah, and because, like, why the hell would I want to be hot during the summer? That doesn't make any sense. my girls do not want to get, we don't heat our pool. So our pool is cold, which it should be. I got a lot of questions for you. The cool, The pool should be refreshing on a hot summer day. I agree. not lukewarm, like uh like like it's uh, pee. Oh, yeah. I'm just <laughs> jumping I'm jumping into the air. Like, I want to jump into something that's like ah refreshing. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> Chris is in Cranford. Good afternoon,
2: Chris.
5: Hey, what's going on guys? What's so up, I was Chris? gonna call in and talk about what I felt nobody was talking about, was that Dallas was told that sixty eight is not eligible so that play would have never happened. Right. But then Tiki was mentioning that like you could have as many people as you want report. I don't can you clarify that because Campbell said you can't have more than two people report. So you know, how many guys can report?
3: That's a good question. Yeah, no, no, you absolutely can't because if there's guys out of position. And I and cuz this happens a lot when guy when you like you lose a tight end. Right. Like in fact, my game last weekend uh they had who, who the Col- they had one tight end up, one tight end that was healthy. The Raiders had one tight end that was healthy, and so the only way that they can get into their jumbo packages is to have multiple offensive linemen come in and play tight end. Now they don't have to report, by the way, mm-hmm. if they don't go downfield, right? If they're not going into, you know, receiver type roles, they don't have to. Re- they don't have to report. So you can just go and line up yeah, and be an extra tackle. I, by the way,
2: I. Gr- I Googled how, what's the max amount of people that can report eligible in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes up is the NFL rule book doesn't include a limit for players who can be eligible. Yeah. Despite what Lions head coach Dan Campbell said the officials told him regarding the penalty on Taylor Decker. Right. The official rule does not limit... Does not include a limit to the number
0: of Evan. players I'm who can you, report No, it's own. a limit to the amount that can line up on the line of scrimmage. Oh, okay. That's what he meant then? Yes. There's only two that are allowed on the line of
3: scrimmage. Gotcha. Right. Be, but you can line up as eligible because sometimes they're a tackle or t- there's there's an offensive lineman who's kind of in the backfield. Right. Like a fullback. Right. Who's and he's like technically an eligible The Saints do this because they have, they have a package where there's like nine offensive lights, It's crazy. Like eight offensive linemen and Taysom Hill. It's just, it's bizarre. He's the only skill position player in the in the on the field is Taysom Hill. Everybody else is a right, lineman. Right. Or, and or a defensive lineman. And if they want to go out, they kind of report, but you don't have to as long as you don't go out. But if you go out for a pass, then you have to be reported as eligible. Mm. That that's the challenge. So it is it's unlimited. But so that's my point. So if you wanted to confuse them, yeah. just have them all reported as eligible. Yeah. I'm already confused. I'm, I'm eligible. I'm eligible. I'm eligible. I'm eligible. Figure it out, right. Cowboys. Good luck. The 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 one saving grace the NFL has
2: is despite how important that game was in terms of seeding and home mm-hmm. field advantage and all that, it did not end the season. Yeah. Because if you have a play like that end the season, in my opinion, that makes Saints-Rams no P.I. Mm-hmm. look like child. Right. Especially if it's Detroit. Imagine Detroit yeah.
3: needed to win that game in order to make the playoffs.
2: Or, or if it benefits Dallas because there yeah. are certain teams in sports like the L.A. Lakers, like the Dallas Cowboys, and hold your ears, like the New York Yankees, mm-hmm. who when they get
0: the benefit of a call, a lot of us say, eh, "Yeah, it already, it already happened with these two teams. Yeah. The week before the Dez catch, no catch. Dez ran on the field to argue some kind of a legal man down the field penalty and got the ref to reverse it even though it was the wrong call and the Lions got eliminated from the playoffs on that. That yeah. is true, yeah. People forget about that. Lions have been screwed multiple times. This feels
2: worse, though. Like, in a lot of ways, what happened on Saturday night would feel worse than any of the other bad calls we remember in our time as football fans. More of your calls coming up at 877-337-6666. And over the weekend, we were all stunned by a New York Knicks blockbuster. We'll give you our thoughts on the trade and how Knicks fans went from universally hating a trade to loving it in the course of 72 hours. Mm -hmm. We try to examine why. Evan and Tiki on the fan until
1: 6.30 tonight.